Welcome to The Great People Show, your guide to greatness, your GPS to excellence. Here's your host, J.J. White. James, I am high this morning, brother. You're always high. I am high on life, and today we're talking about having high expectations of ourselves. So on today's show, getting high is legal. Really? Only today. Here in Virginia? Only here in the studio. Okay, gotcha. And wherever you're listening. Thank you all for joining us. This is The Great People Show, your guide to greatness, your GPS to excellence. The purpose of this show is if you truly believe you're on a path for more in your life, and and I believe if you're listening to the show, you are, and just looking for that path, you're joining us every week so that you can get a little further in your life with your relationships, with your business, with your family, wherever you are. And that's why we're here for you today. Specifically, we're talking about, are your expectations of yourself too high? Probably are. And every week when we bring an episode and we bring a topic, it's usually because it's something that I'm dealing with, you're dealing with, the fans are dealing with the show. This is why we talk about these topics. So the question I have for you today, James, is what area of your life do you have too high expectations? I think my family. In what way? I think that I'm always second guessing whether I'm doing enough for my kids. Am I am I spending enough time with them? Am I enriching them enough? Uh, am I doing the things now they're going to set them up for success, mm-hmm. uh, even though they're elementary school age, like like yours are? I was going to ask you how old how old are, how yeah, old are they? Right seven now? and ten. Okay. So, is there too much of an assumption on your part that they need too much of you? Probably. I, I mean, is this is how much of this is about you wanting to be there for your kids and your and maybe your ego? driving that too much to saying my kids need me more than more than I think they oh, do. I, I, I mean I'm challenging you on this here. I think I think if you ask my kids, they would say that I do just <laughs> fine. But we're our own worst I mean that's what the show's about. Yeah. We're always our own worst critics, right? Yeah. We yeah. always think I always think, you know, what more can I do? Uh am I doing enough? Did I and then you look back and you realize that the last ten years since we have kids has gone by yeah. in in a flash and it's like, well have I done everything thus far as best as I could. And you make, you make a, a, a powerful statement when you say, we are our own worst critic. And I've been thinking a lot about that statement since I've been preparing for this week's show is only if we give ourselves really something to be critical about. But we always, I mean, it's human nature. We're right. always critical well, of ourselves. Well, hear, hear me out on this. I'm thinking that if I'm critical of myself, I've set this standard in my head that I need to meet for myself. And if I don't meet that standard, then I have something to criticize myself about. Now, on the flip side of that, if my bar is so low that I can just skip right over it, and, oh, that was easy, then I don't have anything to criticize myself over. But maybe that bar was set so low, I'm just lazy. Have you really ever met the standards that you set for yourself? Have you ever sat no. back and said, I have checked every no. box, I've done everything perfect, I have now and, met and my this expectations? Is the problem. I think this is the problem that I have. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess it's you have. I know our listeners have is if you're listening to this show right now, you're probably setting your bar too high for yourself because you're probably looking for something to excel more at. Yeah. And there's some of our listeners, and and I think I fall into this category, that if you are setting your bar so high that you even can't meet it yourself, I think you're doing it on purpose. I think you know you can't meet it because somewhere in your life you've proven to yourself or you've said to yourself or someone has said to you, you're a failure. You're meant to fail. You're not going to make it. And if we set that bar so high that we're not going to make it, we prove that they're right. We prove that we're right. 
Okay, so is it wrong to set the bar too high? It can be. Absolutely. That's what we're going to break down on today's show. Okay. I'm I, excited. James <laughs> is like, I'm doubtful. I'm doubtful, but I'm, but, but, but I'm excited. Yeah, are, you, are you setting the bar for yourself too high? Do you expect too much out of yourself? In what areas? When we went to Facebook, we went to social media, the number one answer by far was being a parent. Mm-hmm. And I'm a parent. I have an eight-year-old and a five-year-old. And I think oftentimes our expectations of ourselves being a parent can get really selfish. Oh, definitely. Can get re- why do you, you said definitely really fast. Why do you think that? I, I, I like to think that we don't do it, but I see a lot with my friends. It's the whole living vicariously through your children. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see where maybe in your childhood you didn't quite meet maybe an expectation for yourself or that yep. you think you should have done as a child, and you want to make sure your children hit that, whether it's if, in— If they fail, you fail. That's right. So is it athletics? Mm-hmm. Is it academics? Oh, it's different in different families, right? If, so Ike plays football, mm-hmm. and I think there's something very subconscious in me that if he doesn't do well in football, it's my fault. Oh. Now, I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying not to let today's episode get too far into are your expectations too high for other people. Right. I really want to focus on our own expectations. We have to start with us. And I think we set the bar too high for ourselves that we can't meet it so that we can prove in our own mind that we are not as successful as we're meant to be. I think there's a negative self-fulfilling prophecy here in our lives that we need, that we need to address. I think you're right. I think that it all comes together, though, because if Ike doesn't meet what you think he should on the football field, have you are your own expectations for yourself? Did you not do a good enough job preparing him? So it does go right back to your expectations of yourself. Are you saying it's my fault, James? I'm saying that you're going to think it's your fault. Hey, watch it, buddy. (laughs) It's getting intense in here. And here's here's an example of this whole sports thing. In professional baseball, the best hitters who earn between 10 and 20 million dollars a year fail two thirds of the time. Never thought about I mean, it like think that about before. It. Yeah. The, the highest batting averages are in 300. That's, thir- that's a third. Yep. A third of the time, they're actually doing their job. Wow. But yet they get paid for at least trying to do it two-thirds of the time. Imagine <laughs> if in, in any business, if people got paid extra for at least trying to do their job two-thirds of the time. And, and if you had one of those guys in the studio here today— what would they say about? What do you think they would say about? Are they meeting their own expectations? Are their expectations I, I, set too I, I high? I think what they'd say is, I don't know. Let me check my bank account real quick and let me answer that question. <laughs> I'm doing just fine. I mean, who 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 really cares at that point? Yeah, because they are the best, and and a lot of that is. And here's another avenue of this: How much are our expectations of ourselves set simply because we're comparing ourselves to other people? Mm. Not a bad thing. Sometimes, if you know you're capable of more, and you see someone else that isn't, in your eyes, capable of doing as much as you are, but they're doing more than you, you say, "Uh uh-uh, I'm going to go after that. Here's my personal example. Years ago, I did a duathlon, which is run, bike, run. And I was there with a friend that did a triathlon. And there was another guy there that beat him. So my friend is competitive. He was on the Virginia Tech cycling. Uh, They won an NCAA tournament. Mm -hmm. He's good. I mean, he's really good. (laughs) He got beat by a guy at least 10 years older than him, at least 30 pounds heavier than him. I mean, this guy was carrying like a gut. Now, those of you on Facebook know that I'm not one to talk here, but I mean, this guy was was physically, had no business beating him, my friend, but he beat him. Wow. My friend was not happy about that. So all of a sudden, guess what that does to our standard in our bar? We raise it, but should be should we be raising our expectations of ourselves simply because someone else? But that's what that's what we do, and and we could do a whole show about just this. But social media, and what we see there. I mean, if I, if I look oh, at yeah. my Facebook feed right now, I'm going to think 
all my friends are doing better than me. I mean, everybody, uh, Facebook has given this, uh, given us this altered reality altered. of of what, because it, it only shows generally the best yeah. in our lives and it makes everybody feel. And that is accurate if you're watching the Great People Show on Facebook Live. I mean, there's no <laughs> doubt right. if you're tuned in to us on Facebook Live or you're listening to us on 97.7 FM or 820 AM, the answer, you're definitely tuning in to at least a couple guys that are trying to be the best. Absolutely. Not necessarily compared to other people, but the best self, right? right. The, the best version of ourselves. So we are, we're talking on the show today about are your, expect, are your expectations too high of yourself? To be a part of the show, give us a call, 804-454-1366. When we come back, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna really figure this thing out. When we come back, we're really going to figure this thing out. We should stick around. Let's do it. You're listening to The Great People Show. I'm J.J. White, host of The Great People Show. As a parent, I'm now busier than ever and don't have a lot of time for teaching my child fundamentals or helping them build good foundations. That's why I love products by A Ginger Kid. They allow me to spend time teaching critical skills to my children while we all have fun. The quality wood used in A Ginger Kid products can't be beat, and the wooden texture brings a nostalgia that allows both my child and I to enjoy our moments together. A Ginger Kid products are about equipping parents to help their children learn with confidence. A Ginger Kid also helps me pause to take moments to create intentional memories with my children. These classic toys teach classic moments. Go to agingerkid.com and enter the promo code GIFTS to receive 25% off your order as one of our listeners. A Ginger Kid, the tools and toys that teach. Jacqueline and Nick thought they knew everything there was to know about each other. But after staying at the Omni Homestead, where they discovered Nick was a natural in a kayak and Jacqueline had a zest for zip lining, they realized every journey is a chance to discover something new. How might staying at Omni affect you? From unlimited golf to intimate dining and romantic spa retreats, visit theomnihomestead.com to find the perfect package for your next getaway. The Omni Homestead Resort. Never stay the same. Before the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People was the Dale Carnegie course. Now, after 104 years, over 8 million people experience Dale Carnegie courses. People like Warren Buffett and Ronald Reagan. The Dale Carnegie Experience uses proven techniques to permanently unlock the potential of top talent, making individuals into inspiring leaders and groups into high-performing teams, while reducing the financial and emotional costs of employee turnover. For more information, visit DaleCarnegieRichmond.com. That's DaleCarnegieRichmond.com. Thanks for coming back to the show. You're listening to The Great People Show. Check us out on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash Show, and you're going to see some really cool things. We, we do a lot of follow-up with the show. We take the show and turn it into a blog post on our website, greatpeopleshow.com, so that if you can't listen to the whole show, either on Apple iTunes or can't watch it on YouTube or wherever it's at, you can read a recap summary of it. We're getting a lot of traction on that. A lot of people enjoyed 
just taking that out and reading it to their team at work and passing around the office, those kind of things. And that's what we're here for. Absolutely. We're, we're, we're here for our listeners, and we're also here for our listeners that want to impact other people. The, the, the greatest compliment you could pay us, and I think the greatest, I believe the greatest compliment you could pay the people around you is to share the show with them. Definitely. And and hopefully there's a nugget that everybody can pick up every yeah. week here. Yeah. And, and if you like what you're hearing, interact with us on Facebook. That's one of the things that we do that no other show does is we go to Facebook every single week to engage our audience, to contribute to what we're talking about. And then those people end up calling into the show often to talk more about what they want to talk about. Where else can you do that in life? Nowhere. And a lot of those comments have helped us guide the topics oh, yeah. because we want to be here to answer what, what people out there are thinking oh, about. Oh, oh, totally. So greatpeopleshow.com is our website. Today we're talking about are your expectations of yourself too high? Where do you expect too much from yourself? That's the, that's the, the question. And the way I look at it personally, I don't know if this is right. I'd love people's feedback on if I'm looking at this wrong. I'm 43 years old. I expect to live somewhere, let's just say, under 100 Okay. okay. I, I don't want to put too too much pressure on myself <laughs> to, to go past 100, right? So I've got about 50 or so years left in me. My expectation is that I will, I will do more in that 50 years that I have left than I ever thought I was capable of doing. And that really drives me to do the radio show. It drives me in Dale Carnegie. It drives me as a parent. I'm worried sometimes that I drive it too fast and too hard because realistically, we know this, that 50 years could come any minute. But I know you, and you're pretty. You're pretty happy guy. I don't see you stressed. I don't see you unhappy at, at what you're I driving toward. So well. So, <laughs> so, but that that's the thing though. I, reading through the notes that you and I talked about the last few days, yeah. I'm really questioning: Can we set our expectations too high? I mean, you've got to have something to aim for. I I, mm-hmm. I used to use the the, uh, the term uh, with with a team that I worked with: audacious goal. Let's set an yeah. audacious goal, yeah. and and that pushes you. And you might not reach it, but you almost ha- I like having something that may be unattainable to shoot for. I think I'm going to disagree with that. All right. Because there's a confidence with that. It, it, and, and maybe I think what we're talking about, it's not just having one audacious goal. It's when people have like 30 audacious goals and they don't meet 30 of them. And that can wear you out. That can knock your confidence down. That can really crush your esteem and make you start feeling like a failure if you don't start to accomplish something. I look at Dave Ramsey's financial plan that he has, it's not geared towards paying down the things that have the highest interest or the highest balances. First, it's paying down to things to get some momentum in your life. Mm-hmm. And I think if we have too many audacious goals, then we, we don't, where do we go get momentum? Unless you're so infatuated with goals, it doesn't matter. We're all wired different. We are. So in your world then, how do you know when you've set it too high? How do you know when you've gone too far? Where, where, how do you know where that line is? Well, you call us and you get on a coaching program. <laughs> Just kidding. What a gratuitous plug. Uh, that's a good question. That's what we need to answer. That's, that's where we want to hear from our audience. How do you know? How do you know that you've set too high expectations for yourself? It's funny you mentioned that, James, because just this week, I, I found the signs that you expect too much from yourself. It's at healthyplace.com, just to give credit where credit's due. Number one, perfectionism. If you find things in your life that you're too perfect around, you could be setting too high expectations for you. Are you a perfectionist? I am not. I'm married to a perfectionist, though. Oh, really? I'm definitely not. I'm shocked because I got to tell you, from the years I've known you, you come across as a perfectionist. No. I'm so big picture. I think most perfectionists I know are very detail-oriented. Okay. Okay. We'll see about that. Um, It's funny. What do you think about me, though? 
What do you think about if I'm a perfectionist or not? I think I would I would say you're definitely oh, a yeah. perfectionist. It's, it's, Absolutely. If Sam would let me put labels, I mean, this is probably more OCD than perfectionism, <laughs> but I think they're very they're very a part of one another. If I could put labels on the kitchen cabinets just to make sure everything was in the right place, then <laughs> things would just be so much simpler in world. But in she won't world. let you do it. I haven't tried yet. I'll talk to her. They, 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 they probably wouldn't last very long. Not allowing yourself to make mistakes is mm-hmm. another sign that your expectations are too high, mm-hmm. uh, which really feeds into the perfectionism. Being overly critical of yourself. And this is something that I don't think we're really conscious of. I don't think we really pay attention to how critical we are of ourselves. It's in our head. It's in the words that we speak. You, I'm hoping that you are fortunate enough to be around somebody that tells you if you're being too critical of yourself. At, on the same token, if you're too critical of yourself, you probably are critical of their noticing that you're too critical of yourself. Yeah. So this is a problem that I struggle with. I am really. I, yeah. I am extremely critical. Verbal of or mental? Uh, both. Mm. I mean, I will. I will at times look in the mirror and talk to myself about about my where I feel really? like I'm coming up short. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it can bring. Do, and it do can, you answer yourself? Sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> but it can really bring you down. Yeah, hey, it can really bring you down. Here's my story about that. This is what you need to do. There's a little boy practicing baseball by himself in the in the in the backyard. Have you heard this story? No, I haven't told you enough to even know if you probably heard it or not. But he throws the ball up in the air and he he's he's he swings the ball. He swings the bat at the ball and he says, uh, "I am the greatest." Or excuse me, he says, "I'm the greatest hitter in the world." Throws the ball in the air, swings the bat, misses. Says it again. I'm the greatest hitter in the world. Throws the ball up, swings the bat, misses. Third time, I'm the greatest hitter in the world, throws the ball up in the air, swings and misses. Says, you know what? I'm the greatest pitcher in the world. Throws the ball up in the air, <laughs> swings the ball, and he misses, right? So it's all on perspective of, of what you're really being critical of yourself. Hmm. People pleasing. Are you oh, people yeah. pleaser? I am. That's a sign that you expect too much of yourself. It's on the list, but you know what? I don't know why. I wouldn't think that. Why is people pleasing... This is something our audience can help us. Why is people pleasing a sign that you have too high expectation yourself? Asher, do you know? Shake your head yes or no. He says no because he doesn't want me to put him on the radio, which I really failed at this last week. I said Asher was going to be on the radio last week. And we didn't get him on. So, Asher, get ready. What are you – what is an expectation that's too high of yourself? We want to hear that from you. Oh, do you know it? Oh, he went for the mic. He knows it. Asher, what is it? Where, Where do you expect too much out of yourself? Oh, okay. So we don't have them on the mic. Yeah. Maybe next time. Uh, excessive comparison to other people. Yeah, we've, we've already talked about yeah. that. You, if you're if you're in the mode of seeing someone else, especially in social media, and you start to want what they have or try to achieve something that they've achieved, then you sh- you you vary. I think that's the biggest one on this list. I mean, I would argue that that our the biggest way that we look at ourselves is in comparison to other yeah. people. You you talk about setting that bar. That bar is usually set against what we see other people doing. And and back to the previous one, people pleasing. Of course, my beautiful wife has answered the question on Facebook Live. <laughs> Samantha White said, there's no way you could ever please everyone. High expectations of yourself. Sam nailed it. No, she nailed it. Yeah. Gosh. That's it. Rock and roll, Sam. And she's walking around with a boot and a broken toe right now. <laughs> Maybe that's the only reason she's listening to the show. <laughs> because the next one is taking on too much. You can't take on too much if you're if you're down and out with a sickness or or whatever. Why do you think taking on too much is setting too high expectation of yourself or a symptom? I mean, I know I have trouble saying no to things. And yep. the more that I say and 
I kind of expect that I will take on whatever mm-hmm. I'm asked to do. Mm-hmm. And I set that bar too high. I take on too much and it, it causes other things to suffer. That's a whole nother show. And this is a draw, right? So taking on too much is I got this. Yeah. I got this. I can do this. It's it it feeds the beast. It's it's just fuel for our ego. And I, I hope that offended somebody because there's a lot of people out there that are thinking, no way, I, I, I'm a go-getter, I'm an achiever. I have seen more go-getters and achievers become failures because of this than become successful because they're not focused. They're not focused with their time and their energy. I can't tell you how many times I've talked to people that they finally gave up on taking on too much and said, you know what, I just said no to everything. Or I started saying no to everything. They were on four boards and volunteering here, and they just walked away from this stuff. Because they could not achieve much by serving so many masters. Yeah, yeah, and I, I had that realization about three years ago for myself. And and you know, you know some of the organizations I used oh, yeah. to be involved in. Oh yeah, and I had to walk away because yeah. it was it was too much. Yeah, or did they kick you out? Uh, well, let's not talk okay. about that. A constant need for achievement. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something in the Marshall Goldsmith book. What got you here won't get you there. Have you ever read that book? Uh, no. Oh, dude, you need to read it. Our audience needs to read it. At, at Carnegie, we have a partnership with with Marshall to do a program around that book. And there's a live online program, and it's really good. And he says, uh, you can win too much. There's too much winning. Can really, it's, I think it's the 21st one there. Of the, there's 20 plus one. I think that's the 21st one. You could win too much. So break that down a little more. I mean, how, how do you, how does that, how can you win too much? Well, first of all, you're trying to win at too many things at once. And from a people perspective, if you're focused on winning, you can actually ruin relationships because of the competition because mm. you're competing too much. And if this, if, if this standard is set in yourself that you need to win, 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 and this expectation gets out of control, you start to miss out on the things that are most important, which are the other people. It's not about you winning. <laughs> and, and then there's that whole guise of, well, it's a team effort. Well, yeah, but where's it coming from? If yeah. it's coming from you, then they may just be following you and the last one on this list was expecting to be 100% all the time. And this, I, I was talking about this with a group yesterday. This is my symptom of setting an expectation too high. I really, ex- I can't relax, James. Mm-hmm. Ask Sam. It's hard for me to relax. Now, she'll say I fall asleep on the couch every night. But why does that happen? It's because I stop moving. I won't let myself stop moving. And when I stop moving, I'm done. And I feel like I have this sense of loss if I, if I fell asleep too early and could not accomplish something that was on my to-do list that I couldn't do. I have trouble really understanding it's okay to take a break. So, but let me ask you something with that. Do you, do you like to relax? Because I don't like to relax. Uh, do, do you want to relax? It's one of these things where if I start to relax too much, I start to like it too much. <laughs> and then I start to feel guilty more because I feel like I should be accomplishing s- something else. I talked to someone that gave me some swim lessons a few years ago. She was very competitive. She she won some Ironman competitions in the women's league. I'm, I don't want to say too much because I don't want people to know who she is, but I didn't have permission to talk about her. But she told me a story about the running, cycling, swimming, always being training for an Ironman. Mm-hmm. And that's a full, that's like 30 to 35 hours a week job. Wow. And she did this for years. And she was invited out to a friend, another competitive, much more successful than her, out to like Hawaii to spend some time with her. And she she wasn't practicing anything when she was out there. She said she slept for like three days straight. Wow. And because that woman mentored her to tell her it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay to rest. That's what that's what makes you successful 
is 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 the right amount of rest. And on top of everything else, our society tells us it's not okay to rest. No. So we uh, we're talking today on the Great People Show to be a part of the show. 804-454-1366, 804-454-1366. We're talking about expectations. What in your life do you have too high of an expectation of yourself? Call in to be part of the show, 97.7 FM, 820, The Answer here in Richmond. Check us out on Facebook Live and, of course, always on the web, greatpeopleshow.com. When we come back, we're going to just keep talking about this floating bar above our head. Is it too high? You're listening to The Great People Show. Jacqueline and Nick thought they knew everything there was to know about each other. But after staying at the Omni Homestead, where they discovered Nick was a natural in a kayak and Jacqueline had a zest for ziplining, they realized every journey is a chance to discover something new. How might staying at Omni affect you? From unlimited golf to intimate dining and romantic spa retreats, visit theomnihomestead.com to find the perfect package for your next getaway. The Omni Homestead Resort. Never stay the same. Before the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People was the Dale Carnegie course. Now, after 104 years, over 8 million people experience Dale Carnegie courses. People like Warren Buffett and Ronald Reagan. The Dale Carnegie Experience uses proven techniques to permanently unlock the potential of top talent, making individuals into inspiring leaders and groups into high-performing teams, while reducing the financial and emotional costs of employee turnover. For more information, visit DaleCarnegieRichmond.com. That's DaleCarnegieRichmond.com. Hi, I'm J.J. White, host of The Great People Show. As a parent, I'm now busier than ever and don't have a lot of time for teaching my child fundamentals or helping them build good foundations. That's why I love products by A Ginger Kid. They allow me to spend time teaching critical skills to my children while we all have fun. The quality wood used in A Ginger Kid products can't be beat, and the wooden texture brings a nostalgia that allows both my child and I to enjoy our moments together. A Ginger Kid products are about equipping parents to help their children learn with confidence. A Ginger Kid also helps me pause to take moments to create intentional memories with my children. These classic toys teach classic moments. Go to agingerkid.com and enter the promo code GIFTS to receive 25% off your order as one of our listeners. A Ginger Kid, the tools and toys that teach. You're listening to The Great People Show. And speaking of a ginger kids, we got some ginger kid wooden heirloom toys here in the in the studio. I haven't seen these before. No, you haven't. We we you haven't been around when we've been using these. These are these are wonderfully crafted toys that uh, if you're a parent looking for tools and toys that teach, this is your answer. Go to a gingerkid.com, put in the code gifts for 25% off for our listeners. And on the phone we have with us, Mr. Jonathan. Jonathan, welcome to the show. JJ, how you doing, man? I'm good. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Jonathan, do you have too high expectations of yourself, or are they just right? Um, it depends on what we're talking about. All right. What, so, what, what, what do you think is something that you really maybe try to overachieve at? Um, I really strive for excellence in the, in the family, parenting, husbanding role that, okay. that we're called to play. Gotcha. What does that look like? Like, how do you, how do you stay focused on that? 
Um, well, it's very intentional and deliberate, right? It's understanding how important those relationships really are. Um, it's turning off the phone when you're home. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. being home for dinner when it's time to be home for dinner. Yeah. Um, it's easy to be out and not and 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 use work as our excuse to yeah. uh, keep going. I was listening to y'all earlier, you know, using work as an excuse to uh, measure ourselves. But oh yeah. In my estimation, the, the the measure really for us is what are the ripples that we leave behind, and the ripples that we leave behind our legacy, our true legacy, mm-hmm. is is our children, and then the the impact they have on the ones after them. Do you think our ex- do, you, do you think that we can be too hard on ourselves and it works against us? Absolutely, um, and we can be put into expectations by others around us that um, are hard to live up to as well. Do you? Um, I'm, I'm curious because you're talking about your family. Does that ever happen to you in the family where they they are are? And, and here's an analogy. Sometimes if you respond to emails too fast with people, and you don't respond to an email fast enough. They don't like that. They get mm-hmm. upset with that. And I wonder if that, that same analogy applies to our family where we are achieving our goals with this, right? Our, we're meeting our expectations with our family, but then all of a sudden they start to expect so much of out of us because of that. We can't, we cannot continue to meet those expectations. I'm just curious if that ever happens to you. Yeah, it's interesting. So you've got kind of two parts to that, right? Maybe there's three. One part would be, you're dealing with your wife and, and that part of the family. Then yep. you've got your kids and that part of the family. And then you've got your extended family. So in my world, um, the extended family seems to be a little more difficult with certain expectations and responding to text messages or <laughs> invites to things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have siblings that are millennials, and so they like text messages. I don't know if you've seen this before, but um, I'll send out a text message to the group, to the whole family. There's 10 of us on there. And then they'll like the message that was sent. And I've never seen that before in a text chain before. (laughs) So so I'm sitting here going, okay, I think that's a little silly, but that's something that they feel, I guess, is important. It makes them feel good, like they're connected. And so um, those expectations after you get doing that over and over again, and and it's it's interesting. And then showing up for certain events and being present – all the time is, is tough. Yeah. Uh, on the kid's side, I'd say um, I have my oldest child is very literal. So if oh. I tell her something and it doesn't come to fruition exactly as I oh. told it to her, yeah. <laughs> then there's lots of, of drama r- r- around that. And, um, <laughs> and I'm one of the ones, like, I'm, I like to vision and think ahead, so I'm always mm-hmm. moving forward and might say, yeah, that sounds great, we'll do it not really thinking of the repercussions behind that. In, a, or, or in that situation with her, are you managing as a parent, are you trying to manage her expectations better or do you try to change your style to meet her expectations better? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a great question. So what I've been working on and what we've kind of come up with, A, my wife keeps track of some of the stuff I say and reminds <laughs> me to make sure that I Uh-oh. follow through appropriately, which no. is good. We're a good team like that. Um, and the other thing is, I've been, I'm very intentional and deliberate about how I communicate with her, uh, my daughter being, so that she understands, hey, look, here's, here's what I'm thinking right now. I hear what you're saying. And then, you know, those are really teachable moments on the back end mm-hmm. when her expectations get so high. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I grew up in a family with very high expectations for certain things. Oh, interesting. And um, 
that, that really stemmed from my grandfather and his want of all of his grandkids to be excellent in everything they did. So mm-hmm. um, what my wife has really taught me and we've been able to work on together is it's one thing to have desires to strive for excellence, right? Right. And to be the best we can be in every aspect of life. When your desires become an expectation is when we have problems. Ooh, tell me more about that. So, you know, you get married and you, you desire, you're, you're in love with your wife. Mm-hmm. And each one of you come to the table with a vision of what the future looks like. A house, some kids, some cars, some jobs. Mm-hmm. And when those desires turn into we have to have this type of house or we have to have this type of car and, oh, you didn't earn enough money to buy that for me, then those expectations become failures. Oh, yeah. And so if we can keep our expectations to desires and communicate around those desires, then it allows us to have better uh, discussion as opposed to you let me down or I'm mad at you. And we talked earlier, right at the beginning of the, uh, the top of the show, that Oftentimes, we throw our expectations onto our children, and if they don't meet them, then we're the failure. And yep. we're talking about sports, right? If you're, yep. my son plays football, and if he doesn't do well, it's very easy for me to say, oh, you know, I should have been practicing in the yard more for him. Or, and, and, and I know I'm in the, in the midst of that, that I'm always wondering if I should invest more time to make him successful. But does that matter to him, or does that just matter to me? Right, and I think that's the point where you can ask him. Mm-hmm. I mean, the kids will, kids are honest, man. They'll tell you whatever you want Brutally. to hear. Like, I mean, they'll tell you straight up, Dad, you do this too much. Dad, you do that too much. <laughs> and they're, and and granted, their their scope of understanding is limited to the eight or six years that they've been alive, right? Yeah. But I think that that's for a reason. Yeah. I, I think that that gives us a perspective that where our wife might let us slide on something. Um, our best kids buddies won't. wouldn't let yeah. us slide on it. Our kids won't let us slide yeah. on it. And and to and to slide back on on something you said a minute ago, Jonathan, you know that line between desire and expectation is a very blurry line. If if I have the desire next year to take my family on a on a Disney cruise, um, if I end up not being able to accommodate that, I'll feel like I have still let them down on an expectation. So. I, I think, I mean that that just seems like a tough thing to manage. Yeah, that's a really that's a really good point, and it actually happened to us last year. Oh, so we were supposed to go on spring break with the family to Disney, mm-hmm. and um, when I say family, I'm talking extended family. Cousins were going, all this other stuff. And our, my wife and I really don't want to go there with our children, and so, um, but my oldest knew about it, and mm-hmm. she was jacked. Mm. And she's all into that stuff. And she's like, oh, we're going, we're going. All our friends have been. And turns out that the, the, our cousins ended up not going. In-laws weren't going. So we bagged it and did something different. Yeah. And um, it took a lot of communication, and we had to get out in front of it early. Mm-hmm. And then talk her through the reasoning behind it. And she's a reasonable kid. So once she understood everything, it wasn't such a big deal. But I think, so I think the key to w- w- what we're talking about here is, is respecting that person's thought process yep. and being able to connect with them relationally so they understand that you're not trying to hurt their feelings or do something against them. Yeah. Mm. Jonathan, thank you so much for being on the show today. You brought a lot of wisdom. Thanks for thanks for contributing. Absolutely. I hope you guys have a great day. Thanks, sir. Hey, you thanks, too. Jonathan. All right. What do you think about all this? 
I think it, it's really interesting to hear that. That really uh, that caught me. The I whole tell. desire versus expectation. Does does the just does just desiring it bother you? Yes. Yeah, I'm I can ho- tell. I'm like you were like you were like yeah. no way. I'm not just desiring anything. If I desire it, I want it, <laughs> and and I expect it. So you you were being nice and said it's a blurry line, but the truth is there is no real line there for you in in my in world, world. So I was interested to hear in his world how yep. it's different. Uh, because yep. I would, I'd love to be able to adopt that. Yeah. Um, Cause I'm, I'm not good at it. Um, we're talking today on the show about, are your expectations too high of yourself? And we have a nice list here of how to stop expecting too much from yourself. We already talked about the symptoms of it. Here's <laughs> how to stop doing it. Let go of the need to be perfect. Yeah. I, I don't know how to do that. I mean, it's on the list, but I think we need to have a list for that, for that, for that part of the list. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> stop comparing yourself to other people. Um, instead of trying to be uh, a second-rate them, be a first-rate you. Mm. Instead of trying to be a second-rate them, be a first-rate you. And write that one down. Write that one down. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about um, how to not lower the expectations of yourself, but manage them appropriately. Mm -hmm. To be a part of the show, 804-454-1366. When we come back... We are going to continue to solve the world's problems about managing your own expectations of yourself. You're listening to The Great People Show. I'm J.J. White, host of The Great People Show. As a parent, I'm now busier than ever and don't have a lot of time for teaching my child fundamentals or helping them build good foundations. That's why I love products by A Ginger Kid. They allow me to spend time teaching critical skills to my children while we all have fun. The quality wood used in A Ginger Kid products can't be beat, and the wooden texture brings a nostalgia that allows both my child and I to enjoy our moments together. A Ginger Kid products are about equipping parents to help their children learn with confidence. A Ginger Kid also helps me pause to take moments to create intentional memories with my children. These classic toys teach classic moments. Go to agingerkid.com and enter the promo code GIFTS to receive 25% off your order as one of our listeners. A Ginger Kid, the tools and toys that teach. Before the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People was the Dale Carnegie course. Now, after 104 years, over 8 million people experience Dale Carnegie courses. People like Warren Buffett and Ronald Reagan. The Dale Carnegie experience uses proven techniques to permanently unlock the potential of top talent, making individuals into inspiring leaders and groups into high-performing teams, while reducing the financial and emotional costs of employee turnover. For more information, visit DaleCarnegieRichmond.com. That's DaleCarnegieRichmond.com. Jacqueline and Nick thought they knew everything there was to know about each other. But after staying at the Omni Homestead, where they discovered Nick was a natural in a kayak and Jacqueline had a zest for ziplining, they realized every journey is a chance to discover something new. How might staying at Omni affect you? From unlimited golf to intimate dining and romantic spa retreats, visit theomnihomestead.com to find the perfect package for your next getaway. The Omni Homestead Resort. Never stay the same. Welcome back to The Great People Show. I'm JJ, and 
With me is James. James and James. James and James. Not a lot of people know that, but they do now. So we have another caller on. Gordy, welcome to the show, Gordy. Hey, Gordy. Good morning. Good morning. morning, What's going on, man? It's a little rainy in Roanoke this morning. Are you being great? I do my best every day. That's the answer right there. <laughs> when you well, let's talk about that. If you do your best every day, uh, or, or tell us about your expectations of yourself. Let's, I guess just let's hear that first. What are your expectations of yourself in a very general sense? Well, it's it's real interesting. I mean, I think you know you you try to um, plan out your days and plan out your weeks, and and you have um, family commitments and you have professional commitments, and um, you know sometimes those things are at odds with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, I think, I think you, you try to figure out, is, is there a way that I can get closer to my goals in, in each area, yeah. you know, every day. And, and are you a big goal I setter? To, um, I am not as big a goal setter <laughs> as I probably should be. Uh-oh, so, oh, this is an interesting answer, Gordy. You're not as much of a goal setter as you probably should be. Does that mean you've got some sort of an expectation there within yourself that you're not meeting? Oh, Maybe. Oh, now we're digging deep. Now we're digging <laughs> That's deep. what we do on the show, Gordy. <laughs> I mean, you know, for for some to some extent as a sales professional, I mean, my goals are set for me. Okay. Um so so there is, you know, a little bit of uh, um um ability to just kinda um fi- find that goal and say, Okay, this this is my target, you yeah. know, and, and obviously um that's that's you know doing well enough is not always good enough for me. I mean, Ooh, okay. I'm a big believer that, um, my dad used to say, uh, um, good enough seldom is. Mm. Um, so, mm. you know, exceeding, I mean, ex- exceeding others' expectations is one thing. And, and that's something that, you know, that I try to do every day because I think that we do hold ourselves and we should hold ourselves to a higher standard. Now you're, now you're taking it to a whole other level because we've really been on the show talking about just meeting our own expectations. Now you're talking about exceeding these expectations. Holy smokes. So, well, 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 I'm no, I'm I'm talking about exceeding expectations of others. And Okay. You know, because 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 I think I think, you know, we should have a higher standard for is, ourselves. Is there is there expect, a difference though? More. Like is uh well, and let me ask you about you. Do you find that your expectations of yourself are always higher than the expectations that someone else has of you? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that's a natural, yeah, I think, it I is think too. that's a natural tendency. I agree. I think, yeah. you know. And then, and then what happens to Gordy whenever you don't meet that? Like, how do you, how do you deal, cope, respond, react whenever you feel like you're just not able to hit that bar? Tomorrow is another day, man. Okay. So that's, that's, that's the benefit that comes with, um, having been on the globe for a few few trips around the <laughs> <laughs> So, so what, what, what did that first trip years ago look like around expectations? How have you changed? Um, well, it's kind of a, it's a kind of a double-edged sword because on one side, you know, the, the wisdom and experience of the years gives you perspective of realizing that not everything is so important that it needs to be done now or today. Um, but the other, the other side of that coin is, is that you realize that, um, you know, you, you come to this point where you realize your time on this world is not unlimited. And, and, and it's uh, funny you mentioned that. I don't know if you caught it earlier on the show. For me personally, that was one of the things that I struggle with the most is that my time on earth is limited. Therefore, I have really high expectations of myself while I'm here to the point where it's too much. I, I feel pressure mm-hmm. to achieve these things before my time expires. 
I gave myself about 50 more years. I'm hoping it's just a couple more than that, but it could be 50 minutes. You just never know. And, and right. I think that's, a, that, that's a, in my world for me, I think that that can be very quickly a negative self-imposed expectation. But from, from what you're saying, it almost kind of drives you to relax a little bit in a way. Maybe it, it doesn't, it doesn't some things. I mean, I think, you know, there's, there are some things where, you know, where time is a limitation mm-hmm. and, and you need to understand that. I mean, I've, I've had some things in my personal life and the passing of my parents recently and I'm sorry to hear like that. that, that have made, thank you. That have just, you know, made, made me think about, you know, mortality and, and our time mm-hmm. here on earth. I mean, you know, um, I came to the conclusion the other day that, that, um, I've had, probably the opportunity to see 600 full moon in my wow. life. I mean, and you see, you see, you know, the full moon comes around every 29 days and you see it and you know, it's going to come around 29 days from now because if it doesn't, we got bigger problems. You've been clearly um, paying attention to moons more than I have. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, but the thing is, it's like 600. That's really not that many, no. you know, and, and, you know, probably a quarter of them just, giveaway because I wasn't really paying attention when I was a lot younger. Could have been cloudy. And, <laughs> and, and, and another, and another, you know, 25% because it's probably cloudy on the night of the full moon. Yeah. So realistically, you know, I've, I've, you know, nature and, and, um, circumstances take away, you know, about half of the opportunities, but it's just, it's just one of those things. I mean, it, um, you know, you only get so many sunrises and sunsets on this planet. That's true. And, um, I think of a quote. I found this quote in researching for the show, and I, I think you're speaking right into it. It's from a guy named Alan Watts. I'm not going to pretend to know who he is. Waking up to who you are requires letting go of who you imagine yourself to be. Say that. Say that again. Waking up to who you are requires letting go of who you imagine yourself to be. That's deep. That That's is. Really deep. That is. I mean, and and you know, it's it's. Uh, I mean, for me, my takeaway from that would be. How do I manage the difference in between there? Yeah. How do I um, adjudicate myself to, you know, where I am versus yep. where I want to be? And what are the steps? Is, is, is where I want to be realistic? Is it yep. good for me? Is That's it the important question. Me? Yeah. And, and, you know, if where I am is not where I want to be, then how, how am I going to get there? Yeah. You know? Gordy, what's it, what, what parting advice do you have for our, our audience today? Um, every day is a gift. Enjoy it. Make the most of it. And don't be so daggone hard on yourself, right? Right. Gordy, thanks for being on the thanks, show, Gordy. man. Thanks, sure. for, thanks for being here. Have a good day. Mm-hmm. You too. Bye-bye. Wow. He's pretty at ease with, with this whole expectation thing. I'm a little jealous of Gordy. I'm very jealous of <laughs> Gordy. Good gracious. Like, and, and, and I think his parents recently passing away has done that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we obviously haven't had a chance to talk to Gordy prior to that, but man, I can just sense that a lot of realization has set in for him. And maybe we need that more in our life. Changes your perspective, right? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Uh, back to this list of uh, this how-to. How, how do we better manage the expectation we have of ourselves? Question your expectations. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's something we don't do often enough in our life where we really question, am I thinking what I should be thinking? Is this really realistic? Because sometimes the fun can be sucked out of life because of these expectations. We just go too hard that anything we do achieve. And here's the analogy that someone told me about one time. 
are you a football fan? Do you watch football? Oh, yeah. Okay. So when the camera goes, whether it be pro or college, it's it's mainly pro that you'll see this, but sometimes it's college. Well, a lot, a lot of times it's college. The camera, as soon as the game is won or or lost or over, the camera pans to the coaches. Right. What do the coaches normally look like when the coaches are running onto the field just to do that handshake and get back in the locker room? What how how do they how do they carry themselves? They're usually running. They usually got a little smirk on their face. Yeah. yeah. They're they're so compare that to the players that won. Mm-hmm. Compare that to the fans that are happy. Yeah, the coaches are always level. It, no matter even if they won. Yep. Right? It's because they barely had their expectations met of winning. And that's it. And they were, it, shouldn't we enjoy this? Shouldn't we really love life whenever we win and and when great things happen to us? But oftentimes if they're tied to unrealistic expectations, we're just relieved. We are. And I think I think if you asked a coach, what, what a lot of them would say is the moment that, that we win the game immediately, we're on to next week. Yeah. yeah. What just happened is done. And and he's right away thinking, gosh, now we got to we got to. So this that's again. a whole other piece of this is even if we can meet self-imposed expectations, we're probably immediately just going to move on to the next expectation, yeah, or just raise that bar a little bit higher, and not really enjoy what we've been able to accomplish accomplish for ourselves. I've I, I feel like that happens on vacation sometimes. You look so forward to getting on vacation that it goes by so freaking fast. And you just can't wait till you're on vacation again. Yeah. And we don't live in the moment because we have this expectation that we're just trying to meet. Well, that, that's it. I mean, I know in my professional career where I'm, I'm working in these business transactions, when one closes, I'm horrible at taking a minute to be happy wow. about because I'm just, I'm just thinking about the next one. how much you put into that, though? I, I mean, mean, sometimes a year. And, and energy and sweat. And oh, yeah. Sometimes tears. Hundreds I'm of sure. hours. And, and, but it's on to the next one because at that point, that's all I'm thinking about is what's next. So when is good just not good enough? I, that's, a, that's that's the question. Another another technique in in this goal of not expecting too much from yourself. Understand that you're not the same all the time. Mm-hmm. That we're different. We're not always on our game. We're not always in the greatest of mood. We're not always on on the the best side of ourselves. And it's and that's okay because yep. the other one on here was realize that you're not superhuman. I think sometimes we just feel like we're we've got a red cape. We wake up in the morning, we got to find our, our, our red S under armor and be Superman or Superwoman all day long. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just totally inaccurate. Uh, absolutely. Do you, do, are you like that? Do you, do you feel like you just are always on? or? I feel, like I, I, feel on? like I always have to be on. I feel like I'm expected to always be on. Yeah. And it's, you know, the only time that I unwind is after my kids are in bed at night, I like to take an hour and just watch TV, whatever, and just sort of let everything go. See, I feel guilt. I can't do that. I feel like I'm wasting time. I got to take that last hour. If I don't take that last hour, I won't go to sleep. Why? Because I'm because that's because I'm not. I haven't winded down. Oh from gosh. The day. So does that mean you're going to lay in if you don't have that hour? You're just laying in bed, winding. Sometimes, yeah. Certainly true for my wife. Uh, Challenge the inner critic is another one of this because mm. in a way, I wonder if our brains are designed to keep pushing us this way and to tell us you're not good enough. You're not good enough. You're not. Keep going. Oh, there's keep no going, question about going. it. At least for, for this me, is good enough. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let go of the need for constant achievement. Learn to love yourself for who you are as a person. And there was another quote here that I wanted to mention from uh, Maud Purcell. As human beings, we err regularly. Unfortunately, we tend to view errors as failures. We overlook the possibility that seeds of success are planted within our blunders. And this whole topic of expectations, we give ourselves very little room to err. Mm-hmm. That if we are screwing things up, 
or screwing things up for other people that we're not meeting our own expectations. And we just failed. We failed ourselves. We failed them. And you're just in this downward spiral of negative emotions. Do you get that? All the time. I've gotten better about it. I've gotten better about it. Because I've just gotten to the point, ah, screwed up. So what? We'll fix it. Right? I stay really mad at myself for a really long time. It depends on what it is. Do you really? You're yeah. mad at yourself. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. If I've let, if I feel like I've let, if I've you let, slap yourself in the mirror? No. Okay. Never, not no, it doesn't get physical. <laughs> not yet. That's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. That's a whole nother, that's a whole nother problem. Uh, so what does that look like then? Mad at, being mad at yourself. Like what, what, what are things that you're saying to yourself? How do you, how do you feel? It's that voice in your head saying, you know, you, you really dropped the ball. Yeah. And you came up short of, of what you thought. And, you know, and a lot of the time you didn't actually come up short of somebody's expectation, but in, you came up short of your own expectation. Mm-hmm. And and you feel like you let somebody else down or you let yourself down. And, and yeah, that that voice is sometimes hard to shut up yeah. because it keeps on telling you that you, you came up short. And in, in a way, you're talking about almost high standards, not necess- not as much high expectations. Like you haven't met the standard for yourself. Like that's what I get angry about. Like if I have a high standard for myself, like I won't behave this way or I won't do these things or I, I need to get past that behavior and I, and, and I screw that up, I feel like I've not met a standard I've set for myself. It's not as much an expectation as I don't want to be this person and yet I am this person mm-hmm. in that moment. Mm-hmm. That is a standard that I've just crushed for myself. Like I get very disappointed in myself. I mean, I think I see it all the same. Do you? Yeah. In my of course opinion. you do. Uh, so today we've been talking about uh, how high are your expectations for yourself. High expectations can have a positive effect. People need a high bar to stretch towards, right? Mm-hmm. But I think many of us take it too far. We slip so easily into criticisms of ourselves and those around us, family, friends, coworkers, public figures. When you get into the public, you, you can do no wrong. That we no longer expect people to be human beings. And when we shame ourselves and others for failing, we make things worse. We contribute to pain while nurturing impotence. So we need to be very careful about and, and realize we're, we're not perfect. We're just normal people. But we're on that path to greatness, which is, which is why we've been so thankful for you to be a part of this show. Okay. Uh, in the studio here with us is James Muncy. Visit us on the web at greatpeopleshow.com. We broadcast on 97.7. FM 820, The Answer. I'm your host, J.J. White. Thank you for being part of today's show. You have been listening to The Great People Show. I-